HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, we're here at Roberta's. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny Monday in Brooklyn. Um, it's one of those days where you're not sure what to dress. You're not sure if to wear a jacket or a sweater, and I'm wearing both, which is totally wrong. Oops. Anyway, um, I'm joined with a beautifully dressed today, Nissa Pearson from Gurney's Culinary and Herb Center. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. That's a nice spring bright color. Well, I'm from California, so I'm always dressed for the beach. <laughs> Very smart. It's beach weather here like all spring or mid, you know, winter long so far, it seems. It's been pretty nice. That's for sure. So um, you're the founder of Gurney's Culinary and Herb Center. And which came for Was it first the Herb Center, correct? And then... Well, I had for the last eight years, um, I had a company named Gurney's International, and that was the organic fair trade fruit and vegetable import and distribution company. So we did that. Um, I did that for about eight years. And then a couple of years ago, decided to add a culinary aspect to it, um, which I'd been doing as a hobby up until then, never really thought of it as a career choice as and, a business. Like, so, right. So it was like a workshop that you kind of just ran under like in your out of your home or no, I no. did. I mean, I taught classes, um, to in various uh, places all over the country. You know, I did a lot of classes at Whole Foods. Um, I did some private classes, uh, did some classes for the city of Santa Monica when I lived there and uh, wrote recipes for, you know, a lot of corporate kind of things um, and people. And eventually I just kind of realized that that was really where I was, I, I, I moved to a lot more than the you know, wheelings and dealings of vegetable and fruit sales. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. So you made it happen in Park Slope. It was, um, uh, this is actually going to be your second year anniversary tomorrow. Is that correct? Yep. Tomorrow is our second birthday. Terrible twos. <laughs> Has it been terrible so far? Or no. Uh, there have been terrible times, but there have been a lot of good times for sure. Yeah. I bet it's hard, you know, just kind of like, um, you know, starting up this whole culinary workshop. I mean, how... 
How, I know it's kind of like grown a lot and you have such a variety of events and workshops and classes um, at the center. But what was it like first kind of like starting up and getting the word out and talking about what you could do? Um, I mean, I think the hardest part for me was, and you know, spending 15 years in a career in organic produce and then moving into a different, an entirely different um, industry that was the difficult part, understanding, you know, who the players were, learning the ins and outs of it. So um, as a businesswoman, it was semi easy for me to translate the, the marketing aspect of it. Um, and as far as ideas go, there's not a shortage of those in my head. So it was just a matter of really finding what the right path was. And I, I still question what that is every day. But it was difficult to just make a, this huge career change. You know, I'm about, I'm also turning 39 tomorrow. So it was a big you deal. You don't look a day older than 29. <laughs> it was a big deal to, you know, change my career um, as well. And, but I think the good part about changing your career later on in life is that you're so much better equipped at making a lot of decisions quickly and understanding um you know, shorter paths. So I think we maneuvered through it, you know, semi successfully. And um, my biggest problem is that I probably just have too many ideas <laughs> and too many events. Well, yeah. it's always more fun for <laughs> for you and your staff. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, so one of the things I I, um, I really like about Gurney's, um, as opposed to other places where you could take cooking classes, maybe casual um, cooking classes with your friend or as a alternative to a date um, at a restaurant, which I, I really like, um, is that your um, all your events are catered toward really fresh and healthy and seasonal eating with like really amazing ingredients. There's a lot of vegetarian stuff, um, but no matter what, it's always like super seasonal stuff. Um, is that something that you kind of just brought with you from California? I mean, it's something that I personally... Um sink into very easily and it it was a early decision as part of our mission statement to um have that be a part of it um as somebody who's worked in the food industry for as long as I have I do realize that not everybody you know lives in Brooklyn like I do and shops at the farmers market there's a whole world of people out there that you know shop at a lot of different places and buy different goods including processed goods so I feel like one of the most important aspects of Jernice is to teach people how easy it is to eat and live healthy. Um, most people have no idea how easy it is to cook. And I think a lot of the different schools out there, even TV shows, things like that, still make it complicated. When And I think you're a good example of this. It, it It's quite simple. It's just really about practicing and utilizing a few important tips. And I think our classes are a... Um, a good example of that. You know, we had a tamale class the other day and people were um, so afraid of tamales. And it's like, it's a really simple process. It takes a lot of time, but mm -hmm. it's a really simple process at the end of the day. And so once, you know, people learn a few tips, they can take that on forever and... And it, stuff them with whatever. Right. Too. Add creativity, fun. which for me is important, like the creative element of it all. That sounds really fun. Who taught that one? I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know you had that in chops. Um, so I've been pr mispronouncing the center as Gurneys. It's actually Journeys. And, yeah. uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, what, what is the meaning behind the name? So the, um, I, my first fruit and vegetable company was set up with a French Israeli man, uh, named Gerard. And so, uh, 
most I, I travel the world a lot and most people call me Nisa. So Jernice just kind of came out of that. And I've liked the name and kept the name. I ever gotcha. Since. Is Gerard still around? Uh, he's around, but okay. he's not around. <laughs> Well, congrats on the second year anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you have any events coming up for that celebration? We are actually having a big Herbalicious birthday bash at Lewis 649 in Manhattan tomorrow. So the concept is that um, I get made fun of a lot for going out of the country more than I go to Manhattan. <laughs> so we are going to Manhattan and uh, we're bringing all of Brooklyn with us. So we got four or five of our favorite mixologists and bars in Brooklyn to create a herbal drink recipe that we're going to serve all night long. We have New York Distilling Company um, serving up their goods and Brooklyn Hemispherical Bitters um, used in all the drinks. So we're having a tasting. We've got live jazz by um, one of our favorite jazz uh, trios, the Dan Aran Trio, uh, who are also neighbors of ours and play at all of our a lot of our supper clubs. So um, One Girl Cookies is making cookies for the event, and you get to go home with tons of fresh herbs, garlic, fresh fair trade organic ginger, and all kinds of stuff. So should be fun. Wow, that sounds like a great event. And then you could go home and make these uh, herbal boozy drinks yes. with all that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> well, great. Um, so how long have you been in Brooklyn now? I've lived in Brooklyn for about nine years. It's the longest place I've ever lived. How do you like, um, so the crowd in Park Slope, do you think that you get mostly locals there or, or is it kind of like a mix of all around town? Cause I think that we, we have a unique clientele for, um, the culinary center versus a lot of culinary centers. We obviously get a lot of people that are locally, Gowanus, Carroll Gardens, all those kind of places, Park Slope, but we get a significant amount from Manhattan, from Queens, from Bay Ridge, and we have a good following in Long Island even. So, um, and for certain, some of our larger events, like our supper clubs, people travel a little further. So... Um, we're very accessible on the subway, which I think makes it so that a lot of people travel a little bit further. And um, it's been quite nice. The um, other thing I really love about uh, the center um, in Park Slope, it's right off of Fourth Avenue, by the way, mm-hmm. um, is that it's just so beautiful and colorful and all these bowls are like different colors and it's used sometimes for sets. Uh, I know um, occasionally for cooking shows and whatnot. And every time somebody walks in there, um, the one or two times I've taught a class, I can't remember, um, everyone just like, wow, where am I? How come I've never been here before? This looks like I just walked into um, just a beautiful cooking show set. Was yeah, that your design? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny because um, I designed it and my brothers built it for me. So I have a um, family of builders and uh, builders and artists. And so... Um, I was lucky enough to have, you know, it built with the passion of my, my, my family. And I think that when you walk in, it's not only literally beautiful, but I think you feel a lot of the energy that was put into it. All of the artwork were, you know, famous for our artwork on the walls and all of the artwork is done by my sister-in-law, um, who's exceptionally talented. And so I think that when you walk in, you feel this energy, um, that's really powerful and, we get a lot of we do a lot of kids classes and one of the greatest parts about the kids walking in is that they feel like they're on this you know (laughs) cooking show and they get so excited about it and so it's a it's um that first moment when you walk in is so important and as a marketer I know that and so I'm constantly you know really trying to pay attention to those details about when people first walk in 
Well done. Congrats on that. I, I think it was a it was an accomplishment. Um, so what's the craziest or what was your most memorable class of recent um, times in the last two years, I guess? Well, I mean, you know, you've I, done I, almost everything that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, no, we really have. And I think that um, a lot of what we do is, like I was saying earlier, a product trickle down effect of my mind. And one of the things that's really exciting for me is that as we get into our careers and we get busy building businesses, etc., we tend to not play in the kitchen as much. So I've got this great forum for being able to play in the kitchen. So when I get an idea of something I want to learn or something I want to know how to do better, I throw a class on it, you know, and um, the great story of that is the class I did, which was the first of a very popular series we do now, which is make your own takeout food. And the first one that we did was, um, uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it had bubble tea. And I had never made bubble tea, had no idea how to make bubble tea. And I thought, well, I'm going to learn and I'm going to teach a class on it. So you could probably make a much better one without all the chemicals and powders and stuff. Well, and that's the that that is really what the series was about is like how to make really fresh, wholesome takeout food. Um you know, and the idea really is that you do these things more of a party or as a group, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was great. And so. what's the average class size? Too? About 15. Yeah, that's a nice group. Yeah, and I mean, we have intimate. a very large space, so it, as you know. So it's, um, it's, it's 15 is very comfortable. Yeah, you know? I can see that. Yeah. It's like a it's like a house party almost. Yeah, and um, I, some of my classes tend to be a little bit larger, um, but um, I like organized chaos, so... <laughs> It works. The tamale class was like 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I remember um, the class I took, which was on a very, um, not, well, not too much, but it was a pretty studious or erudite topic of the pre-Columbian cuisine of, of South America. It was taught by Jacques Gautier of Palo Santo. Right, right, right. That was actually one of our, that was in the first few months that we existed, I believe. Yeah, people liked that class. That was really fun. Um, we're going to take a quick break now. Um, uh, you picked a fun song to put on during the break. <laughs> we'll be right back to talk more about cooking with Nissa Pearson. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. I'm on tonight, you know my hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension, don't you see, baby, this is perfection. Hey, girl, I can see your body moving, and it's driving me crazy. And I didn't have the slightest idea until I saw you dancing. And when you walk up on the dance floor, nobody can let it go. The way you move your body, girl. And everything's so unexpected, the way you right and left it. So you can keep on shaking it. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Today's program is brought to you by Edwards. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. All right, we're back chatting with Nissa Pearson of Journeys Culinary Herb Center. That song just woke me up on this Monday. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, if there was something that people didn't know about me, it would be that I like to dance. So I think that's why I chose that song. Well, I'll have to check out one of those um, 
supper clubs or party nights at the center. Yeah, we'll have to have a dance party class or event. Yeah, class. Little dance uh, steps along with cooking steps, instruction. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, and and these are kind of how ideas are born for us. You know, we have um, because we have, you know, in our spaces, you know, we have the big, beautiful kitchen and studio. And then we also have a huge office and we've got a big widescreen TV in the back. And we decided a while ago that we were going to do every, you know, every season or every quarter um, movie screenings. So we do kind of like dinner in a movie where we'll learn to make you know Indian food and then watch a Bollywood flick and it's kind of fun fun. yeah it's super fun and it's usually kind of like it's small crowds normally about 12 people and it's it's really intimate and nice and it's a fun night so the dance thing I'll have to check out those I can't wait to check out um like some Bollywood and and hot spicy Indian food yeah dancing to it (laughs) so so one event that I'm really looking forward to that you have coming up on April 29th that's in a couple Sundays Mm Um, and I can't believe I, I'm such a fan of cook-offs. I can't believe I've never been to this or I've never thought of this before, but it's a pesto cook-off yes. and it's like the perfect dish, um, to make your own, um, and get creative with. So I'm, I'm entering and I have no idea what I'm going to make. I don't know what I'm going to make either yet, but you know, it's funny cause we haven't done a cook-off yet. And, uh, I, for a while I had thought our space wasn't conducive for cook-offs and eventually, um, Something came to me that it was, and we organized this event, and, you know, obviously it's for a really good cause, the Chefs of Marsalis, or the Chefs for Marsalis, excuse me, and... And that's the anti-fracking coalition of chefs around New York City. Correct. So we decided to have this great great event, and we're going to have a couple of our chef instructors there doing demonstrations of hand-pounding pesto and all different kinds of pestos, and they'll be giving out um, food and stuff like that. We're going to have live jazz again. I mean, one of our big things is to have live jazz. We're opening up. <laughs> our front desk is also Moonlight's as a herbal libations bar. Mm. So that's being opened up so we can teach people about green market cocktails. Um, and uh, our friends at Wolf and Deer are participating in the bar, part of it. And uh, then we have all these amazing uh, chefs and amateurs competing in this pesto contest and the one rule is it can't be a basil pesto oh that's the rule okay i wasn't sure all right yeah so it gives people a little bit more they've got to think a little bit more about it yeah when i I sometimes make a pesto uh quote unquote with like mint or something Mm -hmm. totally different or kale or something and people are like well that's not pesto i'm like well i don't know what the definition is really but well i mean the definition is really simple it's an herb sauce If you want to get completely technical, pesto is an herb sauce, and that is like, it's like mole, whatever you want it to be. We're all thinking of pesto genovese, though, which is the basil and pine nut and parmesan stuff. Which is exquisite. I spent a few weeks in in the uh, Lingurian coast and uh, had ladies teach me hand-pounding pesto, and it was amazing. But... I really find... (laughs) No basil, okay. I really find the opportunity to go outside that exciting like for tomorrow's event we're actually um featuring two grilled cheese sandwiches on the louis 649 menu and one of them is a raw asparagus and mint pesto Mm. and the other one is a cilantro and roasted jalapeno pesto so Mm. i bet the asparagus is nice and sweet when it's totally raw yeah Hmm. well it is and then it's getting cooked in the grilled cheese so it it won't be you know overcooked okay so hmm. I'm writing a cookbook right now as well. So no way. Awesome. You'll see a lot of really creative uh, pesto ideas in that. 
I can't wait for that. Now I'm trying to think. Maybe I'll just pick a bunch of dandelions from the park and grind it up in pesto. Oh, dandelion pesto is amazing. All right. I'm, I'm still working this out in my head. Um, but not to bore anyone, um, I have to ask you the question of the day, which is, mm. Nessa, what is the ultimate date meal? Oh, the ultimate date meal. Of your dreams. Of yeah. my dreams. Um, to have somebody cook for me or me cook for them? Um, whichever you prefer as your ultimate wish. Hmm. Um, some people like to cook. Some people like to be served. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe a, a joint effort might be a nice mix um, for me. Um, probably lots of vegetables. I like vegetables, lots of herbs. Um, certainly mixing up herbal cocktails hmm. would be an important part. Okay, so that's the perfect the first, date. Yeah. Um, uh, creativity. You know, I would want the I would want to understand the other person's creativity in the kitchen. To see how far they're willing to go outside the lines um, and rules. Uh, that to me would be exciting. Otherwise, fresh, fresh vegetables. Um, you know, I I don't have a lot of the only thing I don't like food wise is liver. <laughs> so that would be a definite put off. So something colorful and yeah. vibrant. Yeah. Kind of like your dress today. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you guys got to see this dress. It's awesome. <laughs> a, um, a springtime date. There you go. With Filled with uh, spring vegetables. Ramps? You know, one of my favorite, yo, ramps. Today, um, so on Friday, we're hosting a um, luncheon with uh, this new, um, these new folks on the scene called Kitchen Surfing. Have you heard oh, of them? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're doing a luncheon on Friday, and actually it's, um, I'm cooking, and I, you know, I'm not, I, I never cook for people. I'm usually the person creating the recipes and making the ideas, so I'm cooking, and we got um, some amazing ingredients today that I just love for spring, so we have these fresh shelling peas, and we've got oh, ramps, wow. and we've got... Um, There's peas already? Yeah, we've got nice. these great dandelion greens, so we're making up all these great things for um, for Friday's event. I think there's still tickets left or whatever. It's a luncheon, um, and you get to w- walk away with our um, our famous herbal salts and peppers that we make, too. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, and we're also making um, one of my favorite recipes, which is a sorrel uh, lemon soda pop. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that's just a luncheon you could just come to. and It's $15. It's a, fu- a small, fun little gathering. Yep. Well, that's a cool event. Yeah. Idea. All right. And there's still a couple spots open for the uh, pesto cook-off. Is that yes, correct? Yes, correct. On the 29th. If, if uh, my friends don't get to it first. 100% of the proceeds go to the chefs for Marsalis. We also have our gift certificates on sale right now for the entire month of April. Because for of our events birthday, and classes and for stuff. For 25% off. And right. half of all those proceeds also go to the chefs for Marsalis. So we're really trying to... Um, you know, because we our our space is more limited, we get only so many people through our doors for an event, unlike, you know, a bar or something in Manhattan. So we're really trying to prove that Brooklyn can raise money for a lot of these things. We want to keep people in Brooklyn. You know, we're very Brooklyn centric. We like to highlight um, the best of Brooklyn in everything we do, which is why we're bringing Brooklyn, you know, to our birthday party tomorrow. And all of our supper clubs, we try and highlight Brooklyn. So we're really hoping to prove that Brooklyn can be a powerful fundraiser for um, organizations that we care about. And certainly the chefs for Marcellus is a Brooklyn-related cause, even though the fracking is happening upstate. Um, that is our water supply. Correct. Yeah. Did you? How did you get teamed up with um, the lady? Um, I can't remember her name. 
Anyway, Hillary. Those, Hillary bomb. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <clears throat> well, um, it all started through the gumbo contest. Oh, that's right. And the vegan gumbo. <laughs> Nissa came to a gumbo cook-off and made a green vegetarian gumbo. It was yeah. really tasty, though. It was like it won third place or something. Yeah, vegan gumbo. That was good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. <sighs> All right. And the judges for the pesto cook-off, we have an esteemed panel, it sounds like. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got Jimmy Carbone. Mm-hmm. We've got Matt Timms. We've got Tamar Adler. We've got uh, Liza... Degia? Degia. Oh, my goodness. We've got a... Mary Cleaver. And um, I don't think I'm forgetting it. Yeah, so we've got actually five judges. We're, we're judge-heavy, but, um, you know... Well, it's an important it's an important contest. <laughs> and you mentioned something about a pesto pounding or pounding herbs demo. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of purists say that that's the only right way to make a pesto, like forget the food processor. Are you in that camp too or Um no, I'm not in that camp. I'm in the camp of um reality <laughs> typically. So it's a lot of work. If I'm, you know, sitting on the coast of, you know, um Italy, Italy. and uh, you know I've got nothing to do but pound my pesto, my pesto, and (laughs) the garlic is sweet, and all these things. (laughs) Then yeah, I I believe in it wholeheartedly. But if I am somebody who wants to make a great meal for my family or friends, it's a little bit different. You know, Um, I think that all things have um, various ways of concluding. So for me, I don't have a problem. Um, with it but I typically don't I don't take out the food processor all that often because I'm lazy and I do not like to clean, clean it. it yeah that's so I have the way that I make my pestos is with my french press and the immersion blender what that's <laughs> oh, what you I put do it I put it in, in there okay yep I use the as the as the vessel okay I'm thinking like steeping herbs no and then no, okay, no, no, no as the vessel Sorry. so that's what I do oh, okay. typically yeah <laughs> You know, Good the trick. blender, I don't feel works that so well. That might actually so. fit well together with my sets of each. I'll yeah. have to try that. How did you know or when did you know that you wanted to get into a career with food? Have um, you always been a cooker or Yeah, eater? I mean, early on, um, you know, I think being from California first, um, and I'm from Southern California, so I think, it, you know, you're surrounded by fresh produce year-round, really you know amazing yeah Yeah. and so I think that you know as a child number one it was around me and then we moved to Central America as children and so I think that being around people that were making everything by scratch really was kind of embedded in my nature and so as I got older it was always interesting to me and I just you know I over the years developed a good palate so I could mimic a lot of things um which is still to this day you know I'm very parrot like like I can go to a restaurant and say oh I like this and I'll go Mm -hmm. home and I'll mimic it and uh, do a pretty good job of it so um eventually yeah I just I knew I lived in Oregon for a while in my um early 20s or mid 20s and uh, it was a great place to be. They taught me everything about seasonality and organics, and it made me really excited about food, and it put all my history kind of into place. And suddenly this woman who wanted to cook and create recipes, and um, really for me it's about um, a 
creative artistry. You know, it's not as much about cooking as it is artistry. Mm-hmm. Not just something to sustain yourself, but right. to express yourself. And I, I travel the world a lot. And I one of the most fascinating things for me is to see people and how they look at food as this artistry. And it doesn't matter what income level um, or anything like that. It's like people take this this their food very passionately. And it's and it's amazing. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that with everybody who comes in for a class and and um, gets to learn from your wide range of experiences in food. Is this all going to be in the book, by the way, the cookbook you're working on? Um, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's going to be a lot of personal anecdotes and stuff like that. But mostly what it's going to be is a lot of really it's a it's it's about herbs. So it's going to be a lot of um, modern modern information on herbs and really allowing us to toss out all the old data and jargon that we use all the dried herbs rotting away in your cabinet dried herbs are really not necessary (laughs) and when's that book coming out i'm excited uh next year okay yeah yeah congratulations and good luck working on it thank you and do check out journeys um the website it's jur um hyphen niece Dot com. Dot com. Thanks so much for joining us, Nissa. Oh, I can't wait you for, for your anniversary. Me. I'll see you next week on Let's Eat In. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.